0: The world is talking. The world
1: is talking.
0: World Talk Radio.
2: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. The Power of Water, Global Warming and Your Health. The power of water is the focus of the show every week. Live coming from Oregon. On the West Coast in the United States of America, between 10 and 11 West Coast time, live, and that when the show is completed, it will go on the web for you to listen to anytime you want, with your background to relax and have therapy to listen more, how to be proactive about your health, but the concerns of the environment of water, and uh, for many years, for over 30 years, I, Sharon Kleina have been studying water, the value of water in our lives and on this earth. Together, let's discover the value of water that can save lives in this planet. Have you noticed that our our population is growing? No matter what is happening all over the world and the planet, the population has grown. In the United States, in one week, it grew 55,030 people. The world population in one week grew 1,000,000. 513,764 people. That is growth. It'll never slow down. The population on the planet will grow. But did you know that three of the pr- only 3% of the world's water is fresh? We only have 1% that is going to, is usable for our growth of population and our health. 6,000 people die every day because of unsafe water and bad sanitation. Each of us is made up of 50 trillion cells. And your cells behind that skin and with the skin as your uh, uh, dam, the skin is the organ that dams up the moisture level to slow it down. The moment you were born and you left that mother's womb, you entered in the air, you breathe, called air, and you begin to dehydrate. You must drink 8 to 12 glasses of water a day. If you're tired, drink more. If you're not feeling good, drink more between in a 24-hour period. Please, it is important. It sounds so simple. But also, those people in the rest of the world that don't have fresh water to drink, and there's so much uh, malaria and diarrhea and cholera and diseases that are going on because they don't have fresh, clean water. We have an economy situation going on, in the United States and around the world, and I think everybody needs to realize that we need to be positive with each other. This the environmental about the economy too. I've been saying to my friends and different people I discuss business with every day, because I run a corporation going worldwide. The environment of the climate is our economy. Your climate of the economy is having struggles, but I'm almost 67 years old. I remember the struggles in the past and we always accomplished our obstacles. It's like one wise Prime Minister once said, the Americans are very resilient. Our earth is resilient. We're all in this together as an environmental issue. Let's be proactive. Think about things that you can do to help yourself during the holiday season coming. Think about things that you can do every day to add to the cash register of everybody's welfare, and concern for their health, but it's also your confidence. Remember, your confidence is your vision. Don't be negative. And when you're listening to the news media, remember one thing. We all have to remember. They sell news with negative. They sell news with negative. And the news media are very good at it. So stop and think about which is best for you and your vision, and be confident. Always look and study before you make your opinion. And the environment right now and your health are very important. And don't forget about the global climate change and the different things you need to do every day. I was noticing over the weekend that Miles O'Brien with CNN on Sundays has a, uh, it's called a Green Warrior. It's Miles O'Brien on CNN. It's called the Green Warriors. It's research and, on, and solutions on uh, environment and your concerns of the environment. Don't forget about that vision. It's vital to your health and to the future of the planet and generations to come. Uh, that would be a fun one. And then there was one on there that I found so fascinating that was very important. It was a world uh, concern of water and going into the engineers of water Uh, it was called engineering without pardon me engineers without borders go to the website engineers without borders it's aerospace helping the world with water issues remember we are a very generous planet and we will continue to give it doesn't always mean we have to give as much money if we don't have it but give of yourselves and you have now your internet websites to go be part of the world and you don't have to stand back and just wait today we have a very exciting show we have nancy coleman from grants pass oregon she's a management consultant and wellness trainer her topic today she's chosen how the current economy is affecting retirement nest eggs which means their savings and there will be a new uh, there will be a lot of new surprises happening with our savings, as we're finding out. Uh, th- so, we need to think about how to prepare and be proactive with our concerns of retirement and people living in nursing homes and retirement centers. Our second guest is Paul Henderson from Mo- Utah. He's chief, uh, chief of Interpretation and Visitor Services with Canyon Land and Arches National Park in Utah topic is going to be Canyonlands National Park known as Hyde Desert, the Colorado River and its tributaries and climate and change and more. We're going to have a very good show. I'm really excited about it. So get, your mental, uh, 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 get yourself mentally ready to listen to what you can do to prepare for your own family uh, in retiring and uh, what you might be thinking about your own nest egg and your family's nest egg. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist to naturally moisturize the eye because it's a dry environment. Nature's Tears Eye Mist. uh, We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back.
0: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
3: You're listening to World Talk
1: Radio, where the world comes to talk.
2: We are speaking to Nancy Coleman, and we're going to be discussing your retirement nest egg, and maybe a member of your family that uh, your grandparents, or your parents, or aunt and uncles, and individuals, even brothers and sisters, that may be uh, ready for retirement or a nursing home or uh, a retirement home. Nancy, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good morning, Sharon. How are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you? I am fine. Thank you for joining us again, and I really liked your topic today.
3: Well, uh, I'm, uh, it may be a little misleading, Sharon, but I do have some information to share, and I certainly hope it will be helpful. Well, I don't know I'm not an economic uh, expert. I, I primarily try to listen to one of, one of my resources is Suze Orman. Uh, She also is uh, a guest on CNN a lot and has written several books. And I just like her straightforward approach to um, our financial situation.
2: Um, Well, Nancy, I think um, forever um, that uh, the earth and the planet and all over the world has had its moments as up and down. uh, And, you know, I think what we forget is we talk about a financial economy today because of the issues of the uh, what the news media is doing to try to sell advertising, but each a lot there's been a lot of people Nancy that have problems when they have a pro, uh, individual getting ready to retire in the home, or let's say the person uh, in the family a grandparent or a parent who's getting ready to retire and there is no money and that has been going on for a long time. Yes, it's exactly. not new, and with your background. Um, uh, you know that. You were, you've were, you been involved with people who came to the nursing home and came to the retirement homes and, and to make ends meet was not easy. And the surprises that you have uh, with your health care and your uh, medical treatments are always uh, uh, surprising how much it costs. Um, so this is not new for a lot of people that are have gotten to their uh, time of life uh, that they're going to be retiring in a retirement home or just living in their own homes and how do you make ends meet, this is not new to them. It may be new to our youth, uh, but not new to them. What are some of the things you'd like to teach us about uh, what is happening now in this uh, thinking about how do you prepare? Well, I think that
3: uh, on an individual basis, and that's primarily what I'm going to focus on, um, there is a deepening recession. I think that's very obvi- obvious, and, uh, of course, an um, uh, impact on seniors. I think there are some similarities to uh, 1933 with the FDR-Hoover uh, transition. But I also think it's very important not to overreact. Uh, panic creates chaos. Chaos creates fear. Fear evokes stress and stress creates illness so I'm going to start with just one simple little stress management tool that everyone can do it doesn't cost anything it's very easy it's very helpful and it's called something that we don't do enough of deep breathing oh good for you you can do it anytime, anywhere, when you feel anxiety or ideally uh, on a regular basis just as a pattern, but to take in a slow, deep breath.
2: Now, I think what we could do there uh, to step into that particular hint, a proactive hint. We've had different doctors on uh, through the time that have talked about we have not been breathing correctly anyway either right. whether it's been whether you're happy or you're, everything is just perfect for you yes. it means you've got to learn to breathe like the ocean comes in to the shore uh, and listeners what that means is you breathe in through the nose hold your mouth closed hold ten, about ten, t- 10 and let it out through the mouth do that about 4 to 6 times you'll find there's an oxygen nitrogen hydrogen uh, benefit, and uh, it's letting all the bad come out of the out, and then bringing in some f- fresh air that you may not have been able, and then releasing toxin and uh, working on oxygen. Uh, Nancy, it's almost kind of like uh, natural childbirth. Do you remember yes. when they're having a natural childbirth and yes. no medication, and you want to get rid of the pain? You yes. breathe in and you let it out, and you and breathe the other- in. And you let it out.
3: part of this deep breathing for stress relaxation.
2: Oh, it works. Everybody in the world who learned how to do it says it works.
3: But tighten your muscles. As you take that breath in to hold it, tighten your muscles from head to foot. Mm -hmm. And then as you're letting your breath out, like Sharon said, slowly, you relax all muscles. Mm
2: -hmm. I've even done it walking through a grocery store. If I felt really tired and a little run down, and even maybe got a little dizzy, I... Uh, and maybe had thought I had a cold coming on mm-hmm. uh, a little allergy uh, to get the bad stuff out of me uh, you can do it anywhere you go you can as you walk yes, okay now that and tool.
3: Then the uh, others go the other on thing. to
2: the uh, uh other little tools you have
3: well the other uh, the the thing to watch for is if your shoulders are coming up, mm-hmm. you're
2: literally getting up tight
1: mm-hmm.
2: so re just Check now, when you say that out. shoulders are coming up, you're a lot of rate, people would yes. say, well, maybe that's good posture. But what are you saying, shoulders coming up?
3: Well, when you're, uh, and this is what I suggest to people every time when I start a stress, a stress management workshop, and almost at least 90% of the participants have, they're sitting down and their shoulders are tight. They mm-hmm. just come up. You say relax your shoulders, Mm -hmm. and you can visibly see 90% of those folks relaxing Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: their shoulders coming down to a normal position. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the best, uh, easiest ways to kind of check yourself out because people say, oh, I'm not stressed. Uh, This is a stressful time, and as a society, we're going to need to take better care of ourselves.
2: You know, I'm going to bring up something. Um, you know, it, it is a stressful, but, you know, people that are getting ready for all these years, for so many years that were getting ready for retirement, yes. have gone through a lot of stress just getting ready. They yes. knew how to manage maybe uh, the surprises better than our youth are uh, do. Well, I remember I... my grandparent father used to say, oh, the young, you're young, you've got, you're going to learn, because they had come through uh different times of life uh so let's I want to be a very positive thing today yes. uh yes. that uh there are certain things that when you're getting ready for retirement and or going into a nursing home re, or retirement center or just retiring and you're no longer working and have a schedule every day. what does a person do? let's say out of the clear blue sky. Nancy, that they don't have the schedule they had yesterday because they retired.
3: What? I, how do they think? the The best way to plan for the best way that I know of to plan for retirement is to. Uh, on what used to happen, and it's not happening as much in this at this particular time. But historically, folks focused so much on retirement that they really didn't develop a lot of. um Hobbies, purpose, um, proactive en- engagement. Uh, uh, okay. You know, to where they, when they retired, it was kind of like, oh my goodness, what now?
2: Yeah, because the schedule changed.
3: Yes, and now so many folks are becoming involved in um, some cause, and that's one of the best things to have a mission. That's the, you know, that's it, when we have purpose we have hope, and we have energy. Without purpose, it's just a very um, challenging
2: thing. Well, we were used
3: to this schedule.
2: Yes. It's kind of like uh, the woman who went to school, uh, a female goes to school every day, and then all of a sudden she becomes a, a wife, and she stays home, or a mother and stays home. But she was used to being very busy, whether it was in her uh, public schools or her uh, university colleges, her work, and all of a sudden here she sits. Uh, then a man who's been working for most of his life who's all of a sudden decided, oh, he was so excited or she was so excited to be retired and all of a sudden the day after retirement or let's say you've lost your job for a few weeks or a month, you're all of a sudden sitting there. How do I How do I plan my day uh, so I can stay active and and, and positive thinking and do a schedule. It's a transformation of identity. Exactly.
3: Uh, so tra- working on that transformation is just like any other transformation. It, working with perceptions and making the transition um, way, way before the event happens. In other words, get this yourself a, a plan. I have a kind of a... Interesting statistic. This was from a, a time, the Time magazine. Um, it was a special edition um, on aging. And at that time, 95% of people surveyed, ages 55 to 64, and they were—this is a still-working population—they plan to get another job after their retirement. Um, in other words, that part of their retirement plan was to continue with some kind of uh, employment for lots of reasons. One was to just A lot of them just to have extra money. And
2: did you say 95% of these people? 95. So 95% of the people between 55 and 64 that uh, prepare to possibly retire from an occupation that gives them the opportunity to retire and have a little nest egg, let's say, a little savings uh, that might be there, they're still planning on doing something part-time?
3: Yes. Huh.
1: Yes.
2: And, That's um, a pretty big of percentage. course,
3: yeah. this current... Uh, Is that
2: because people are retiring younger?
3: Well, because I think of a lot of things, and I know in you know, my experience with the, what we were initially talking about, uh, retirement communities, um, nursing facilities, <laughs> um, a lot of folks thought they were well-prepared mm-hmm. uh, from their perspective. And from their planning, uh, their best planning at the time,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and they found that with their retirement and living longer, and um, thinking, uh, thinking they were going to uh, perhaps planning for you know mid eighty or um, mm-hmm. eighty two, and then when they got to eighty. Uh, their money was diminishing, and their time was
2: continuing. Nancy, and we're going to have to take a break, and let's come back to that one. That one there, I think everybody all over the world will relate to, young and all ages. Uh, we're going to take a moment with our sponsor and Nature Tears Eye Mist for the because of the dry air environment to moisturize all naturally your eyes with just a mist. We're going to uh, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed, and we'll be right back with Nancy.
3: World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A.
0: You're listening to World Talk Radio. Welcome
2: back to the Sarah Klein Hour, The Power of Water, Global Warming, Your Health. And today we have Nancy Coleman, uh, a management consultant and wellness trainer, and her topic today is the current economy uh, on the planet and how it is affecting your personal retirement plans. Nancy, when we took our moment there uh, with our sponsor, you mentioned something that is very important all over the world. Uh, we People are retiring younger, and uh, people had uh, 401Ks or IRAs or they were putting funds in for many, many years the, when they were working, and they could retire younger. Let's say they were retiring about 55 and uh, 60 and they had the means to do so. Uh, now you're saying that people are really wanting, 95% of the people that were polled uh, were wanting to, were planning on another part-time job after they took their 401K or their retirement plans or whatever it was, and they decided to retire all right and enjoy the savings they had at one time. But they're all, 95% of the people are planning on continuing to work Part-time or full-time?
3: Well, actually, some of, um, and this has been kind of a follow-up, some of the folks that retired at even 65 have totally um, have gone through another transformation mm-hmm. and where they were in one profession have actually become dynamic leaders in other um, organizations. Mm -hmm. So not just part-time, although part-time is definitely the larger choice, but uh, of some of these folks, they've actually started second careers um, after 65. Mm -hmm. And and that's going to be happening more now.
2: Uh, Because of the uh, environment, I'll I'll call it the environment of uh, the economy right now, I'm I'm one of those people. I need to tell the listeners um, uh, when I saw what happened in the high tech era several years ago, and um, uh, all the damages that had been happened economy wise, um, financial damages that we lost 160 billion. But I also said we lost several trillion because we lost in that particular era. We lost technology and patents and more when that one uh, had its uh, financial. Um, happening and people lost so much money and uh, we lost enormous amount of wealth uh, besides people individually. And then we came through what was called 9-11 in the United States and the world was affected by 9-11 when the Twin Towers with Wall Street was attacked. It was an intentional attack. It was to, to, um, to cause a, um, uh, an emotional um, a lack of confidence in the United States at the, at the financial district of, of America and then it was planning on going to the Pentagon and the White House. It would have been enormous uh, financial, emotional damage. Uh, it was amazing to me that how quickly the, uh, they came back. Uh, their vision and the confidence of people came back so quickly that I think everybody all over the world looked at the United States of America as one of the most unusual uh, positive attitudes uh, coming back. And I believe, audience, this is not going to be for very long. I think you'll find what has happened on the planet uh, with the conference board out there studying right now because that's called for the confidence of the economy and all the companies and all that's going on, uh, that this will have a very quick, much quicker comeback than people can imagine. But when people are getting ready to retire now, Nancy, um, in the midst of this um, affecting their lives, and this is going to affect 401Ks and IRAs, trust funds, uh, and this has been in the works a long time. This is not a new happening. It just happened to be found. It's just come uh, during our election. It uh, came about. But it had been going on behind the scenes for a long time. Uh, People didn't know that their 401Ks were going to be hugely protected, enormously uh, devaluated uh, when this would call what they call a train wreck um, to have to uh, repair. So, Nancy, when they're doing these little tools, let's say you're just a person who lost your job and you haven't retired yet, but all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I've lost my job. Um, I was getting ready to retire at age 55 or 60. Now I may have to work a little longer. Uh, what, what do they do every day? Uh, now, the tools you brought up to start with were great. Breathing right it should be an everyday, everyday habit anyway. And, of course, you and I both believe in drinking a lot of water, and it sounds so simple but water is oxygen and nitrogen and hydrogen and all the all of the elements that are so important to give you the energy we need. And then what else? If What about what people do when they get out of bed, Nancy? Do they start a list of things? Don't just go by rememorizing in their head. Could they start a list of what they need to do that day?
3: Absolutely. I think that... Um... And I think that's been true. Been shown to be one of the best tools for some of the most successful people is that they have a plan, and that plan is on a, on list, a, pa- on a piece basis. of paper.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: Sharon, I have something that um, I think is, I, I found it to be so interesting because it's group think stuff, and mm-hmm. what I wanted to do was to find out what people were perceiving, what their perception of America was.
2: Uh, because
3: I think this is, you know, this is a very... Now, are
2: you specific. after the perception of America during uh, retirement time? Well, no,
3: just, a, just a, well, these happen to be
2: uh, seniors that oh, I... Oh, yes, yeah, I meant, we gotta, okay, but, so the seniors, um, okay. So
3: I, you know, trying to, in this challenging, I think we're so fortunate to have a human resource. Bank of experience and wisdom of the 55 plus generation uh-huh. joining in with the power of the of the under 55 age group, uh-huh. uh, combining the life experience and wisdom with the energy, intelligence, and technology. Uh-huh. I think everyone has a contribution to make from the youngest child to the greatest elder, and that's truly the basis of a healthy society.
2: And, now let's uh, back up when you said, we don't want to lose our audience there, that, that you believe that uh, what the Human Resource Bank is teaching you and others, that there's so much contribution for all ages uh, on this planet to offer to helping each other. Oh, yes. That's I what, think this is going to be one of the very positive
3: uh, outcomes of challenge, yes. is that we, we truly begin to understand our interconnectedness and interdependency. Which is a very healthy thing. Well,
2: you know, you hit on a topic that I had written on my notes before the show today, is be concerned for others in our, on our planet. The environment for health and confidence and vision of the future together is the environment. Isn't that a fact, Nancy? People Absolutely. think of the environment yeah. as saving uh, the gas and the, and the hydrogen and the wind uh, mills and the solar. No, no, no. The whole environment is a human species and their attitude. right? It is amazing how we can help each other. And what you know, maybe we needed to be kicked in the seat of the pants. Uh, I think I, okay.
3: I think you know, they're always positive and less than positive.
2: Well, thanks parts. to all those people out there that want to look for it.
3: Yes, we have well, people. I, I want to, to share you. with the, uh, quickly what these folks came up with. Okay. Uh, we did a, you know, each letter of America. Mm -hmm. And what does A mean to you? And these were, this is kind of a summary of um, consensus. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first A was Americans are ambitious, uh, a strong desire to reach our human potential. Mm -hmm. The second was we're meritorious. That means empathetic, fair-minded. E was for energetically engaged. R are you there, Sharon? I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> Rational thinking, being responsible. I, to become informed, to uh, be a, an intelligence, uh, make intelligent decisions. Uh-huh. C, a creative catalyst, having the ability to correct and change. A, attentive, uh, to become focused um, on uh, process. I thought it was,
2: it was just a very now the exciting, last one. Does that time? mean? Does that mean be proactive? Oh yes. on the process. Okay. So um, that was
3: from that was uh, good. A couple of group things, and there was enough similarity mm-hmm. from both groups to still come up with this kind of uh, summary, which mm-hmm. I felt was just. It, it was just exci- It was an exciting process.
2: You know, coming back because we've only got five minutes left. I'm wondering, you know, because this is a this is an exciting time, and as much as we're all ha- going through a lot, and uh, you everybody, the unforeseen has always been there and always will be there, the unknown. Uh, but it's time that we all get together and do what our forefathers did, with with togetherness yes. and planning on when you get up in the morning. I don't care if you have. All the money in the bank you need today, and you don't have any money at all. How do you begin on your list to manage your day? And think about it with uh, an excitement, is that you put your feet on the ground. Even if you look at a person on the street that looks like they're called homeless, uh, go out and be a visionary. Think about the confidence that everybody needs to have all over the world every day anyway is confidence. There's always going to be a negative to you've lost your job or you may not have the money in the bank that you thought you were going to have with your uh, retirement, but you've got got company. You're not alone. This has been going on forever. And, Nancy, you remember when you were managing um, retirement homes and nursing homes and more and you were head of the health department, people didn't come to those places totally prepared. True. True. And when people have health issues, it, are, we, are, are we ever totally prepared? No. And costs today are up, but they were—they seemed expensive when my grandparents were uh, at that time of life. So, uh, to, uh, to what are some of the hints that you would have with all the years that you've had with uh, working with retired people and and health management and wellness? Uh, what that list of paper is so important to everyone, every day anyway. What are some of the things you think they should put on their list to think about a day? So it kind of gives them a little proactive thinking.
3: I, I think that what we, uh, as, as each individual, and of course what I've seen um, in the way of values,
1: mm-hmm.
3: the values that folks have is, uh, has to do with family, neighbors, community, government, Um, And when you say values, you mean sharing your
2: life with them?
3: So when when we place our time Mm -hmm. equally with our values, Mm -hmm. then we have a nice balance. Mm -hmm. And we have a balance that gives us a reward that's intangible, but probably from my perspective, the most important, and that is fulfilling a purpose. Um, If you can take a neighbor, uh, and this goes back way, way, way back, but it's still as true, if not more so. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you can take a a casserole to a neighbor that's not feeling well, you just check in, say hi, or even if they are feeling well. I mean, that's not the point. Mm -hmm. The point is to reach out wherever you are, making some time in your day, to say, purposely plan to do something... For somebody else. Or someone yourself. else. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, big changes spring from
2: challenging... It spring from changing things at the core. Don't you think that it's possible, and I'm sorry we're out of time, we'll have to do this again, but don't you think that this, there's a very important old um, uh, description is think about it once, don't think about it twice, and don't be negative uh, because the thing is, is you, could possibly, you could possibly look at an obstacle or an, that might seem negative to you as a possible wondering what I could do to make it better. Uh, Perception
3: depends on attention. Exactly. Uh, without attention, nothing is consciously perceived. Mm-hmm. So that's why the whole basis of positive thinking is so powerful.
1: It's very because
3: powerful. It guides our perceptions, mm-hmm. and perceptions guide our decisions. That's right. And so, if we really work uh, consciously and in a planned way, because nothing, everything's planned. Even if you don't plan it, it just it comes, comes to out It comes to plan. It comes. It comes. <laughs> So, if our perception is uh, is is coming from a positive
2: base, open-mindedness, chances are we're going to have a much more positive outcome. And in other words, Nancy, um, and we are out of time, but time, but you know, there is a negative to everything, and there is a positive to everything. So, try to stay in the middle and stay focused, and a little bit of flexibility, not to swing extreme to one side or the other and kind of flow with the stream of the water type of thinking?
3: That's probably a very good analogy.
2: Well, thank you. Thank uh, you, Sharon. It's been wonderful. Yeah, and we really did get a lot out of this because I think it's the, a very important message that you have offered today for the sign of the times for the planet. Thank you, Sharon. You have a nice day. You too. Thank you, Nancy. Bye. Wow. Well, it's the sign of the times, and that's where we're at today, all over the world. Just remember, we're sharing this uh, and now. And what we do for ourselves, remember, you, it's nice to do for somebody else during the day. Right, get your list out and think about how to get yourself prepared to live on this planet with the environment together. And being good at positive thinking, don't always be negative. And as much as we like to hear the news media on current events, remember... They still do sell advertising with negative more than they do positive. So let's look into the positive and go forward with our lives, and let's share. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Missed because of the dry environment, and we'll be back with Paul Henderson, who is the Chief of Interpretation at the Visitor Visitor Services in Canyonland and Arches National Park in Utah. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Paul.
3: World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A.
0: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to World Talk Radio. You're
1: listening
2: to the Sharon Klein Hour: The Power of Water, Global Warming, and Your Health. But. The first segment of the show every week is Your Health, and then we have a segment called uh, The Natural Side of Our Earth and Our Environment Nature. And today our guest is Paul Henderson. Are you there, Paul? Paul, are you with us? I am. Welcome to the show.
4: Thank you, my pleasure.
2: Yeah, now how do we pronounce the city in Utah?
4: it is moab m-o-a-b
2: m-o-a-b but it's pronounced moab utah
4: that's correct
2: and paul you're the chief of interpretation and visitor services with the canyon and arches national park i wanted to ask you explain to our listeners what interpretation means
4: well interpretation is the really the visitor (laughs) education efforts that we have the Operating the visitor centers and giving campfire programs and conducted walks and our curriculum based education programs. Kind like the
2: public relations side of it.
4: So, We're, right, it's really the education okay, side of our, okay. our mission.
2: And then before we go uh, on, we'll. Uh, disc- uh, I want to ask when we have Canyon Land and Arches National Park, they, they call it Canyon Land so that we all must understand there's a lot of Canyon and Arches. Does that mean high peaked mountains?
4: No arches are actually stone arches oh. that have eroded out in the uh, sandstone here.
2: Oh, okay, okay. So they're arched. Yes. Okay, and you can almost walk under them,
4: arched. Yeah, some of them are quite large, and you can indeed walk under them.
2: Okay, okay. And Canyonlands National Park is in uh, the high desert of, U- of Utah, but it says here the Colorado River and its uh, tributaries, and all uh, you've got a lot of the versatility there. But begin to tell us a little bit about what uh, the, uh, the Utah's, uh, the national park there in Utah.
4: Okay. Well, Canyonlands really preserves kind of the heart of the Colorado Plateau.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: The Colorado Plateau is a, a huge geographic province that takes in parts of four or five different states. Mm-hmm. It's a, a great upland that uh, encompasses most of the, the Four Corners area. And in Canyonlands now, National you say Park, four we corners. have the confluence of the Colorado mm-hmm. and the Green Rivers, two now, very important rivers in the Mountain West.
2: Paul, when you say Four Corners, let's help our uh, and, uh, and listeners, because uh, remember, this is your park. When you're saying okay, four, four Corners... Four Corners <laughs> refers
4: to the, the only place in the United States where yeah. four states... There we go. ...together... Uh, and that would be the states of Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, and Colorado.
2: Okay, there we go. Four Corners are bordering that particular park?
4: I, yes, we're quite close. I okay. mean, we're, we're considered that we are in the Four Corners area.
2: Okay, and how much uh, how much land does that take? How much acreage?
4: Canyonlands National Park is about 520 square miles. Okay, okay. Um, it was established in 1964, Mm-hmm. And it was established not only because of the confluence of the rivers, but um, it is primarily a geologic park, and it really offers, um, you know, all of the various types of geologic features that you can find on well, the tell Colorado Tell us some of those Plateau.
2: geologic features for people all over the world that are listening. Um, what do you, when you say geologic? What does that mean to, for us to learn?
4: Earth building. Um, geology is the study of the earth and the rocks on the earth.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: So we're dealing with a park that very much is about geology, about the natural forces, mm-hmm. um, erosion, uh, mm-hmm. that have carved our various landscapes.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now uh, let's ta- let's hear a little bit about your high desert.
4: Okay. We are in what's considered a cool desert, although uh in July it doesn't seem that cool we will often exceed 110 or 115 degrees in the, oh the middle of summer
2: and this is in utah
4: this is in utah yeah oh um our uh, you know our summer temperatures average 80 to 100 degrees with spikes to about 110 or 115 mm-hmm. at times
1: mm-hmm.
4: um spring and fall our, our daytime temperatures range generally from 60 to 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not really just the temperatures that define a desert. Uh, more importantly, it's the amount of annual precipitation in either the form of rain or snow mm-hmm. that an area receives. And we receive, on average, about nine inches of precipitation a year. So
2: that's why they call it a high desert.
4: That's correct.
2: Now, what's the, what's the height of that desert?
4: Um, within the park, our elevations range um, from about 4,000 feet to 6,500 feet.
2: So the high desert in that area is how, what's the elevation?
4: From about 4,000 feet above sea level. Okay. To about 6,500 And it's feet. only
2: getting nine inches of rain a year.
4: That's correct, yes. Huh.
2: Now you have over in, uh, in fact, I was just in Utah recently on business. Um, I was in an area that's the ski resort. You get a lot of snow and you have an en- enormous amount of, of uh, attraction from people from all over the world coming for your skiing.
4: Right, you US. were you were most likely in northern Utah near Salt Lake City. You
2: we're about an hour south of it. Yes. Uh-huh. And,
4: uh-huh. Uh huh. And I'm sure you noticed uh, as you came into Salt Lake City, there is a gigantic mountain range that oh, surrounds that beautiful mountain the Wasatch range. Front.
2: Beautiful, listeners, it's just beautiful.
4: And yes. as right. those winter storms, full of moisture, mm-hmm. move across Utah they bounce up against those Wasatch Mountains, and they drop snow. And they're very efficient at dropping snow, mm-hmm. and that's why Utah does have so many ski resorts, world-renowned for, its, uh, for the dry, powder snow.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but by the time those storms make it over the Wasatch Front uh, and come towards southeastern Utah, all of the, or for the most part, all of the precipitation has been squeezed out of those clouds.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So we receive very little of that mm-hmm. snow. In yeah, uh, no, Salt something. Lake City, you may have in the middle of February, you might have two feet of snow on the ground in the city. Yeah. It is extremely rare in the town of Moab for us to even have two inches of snow on the ground.
2: Really? I'll be aha. Uh-huh. So if you may you don't have to get two inches of, of rain?
4: Uh, well, we get about nine inches of precipitation oh, but the snow. No, you only right maybe here. get two inches
2: of snow, well, whereas most northern of that
4: for okay. us. Okay. Comes um, in monsoonal rains during okay. the month of August. Oh. August is when we receive most of our precipitation. Winters in southeast Utah tend to be very mild. Mm-hmm. Um, we will get snowfall occasionally, but uh, it generally melts off within a day or so.
2: I'll be. Now, on no, that northern Utah area, uh, uh, the influence of those mountains then, so those mountains are, uh, the elevation of them are high enough that they're, they're uh, protecting the other side of those mountains down in the southern southeast side. And so that's why you're not getting any of that influence.
4: That's correct. Okay. That's correct.
2: Now, tell me a little bit, and if I take you someplace, and we can't get it answered now, but we can do it in another show, what do you think was the influence of the ecosystem there millions of years ago? Because Utah, they're in Salt Lake, and Utah is such an unusual state when you're flying in and you're looking down at the different, What do you think was the, the ice age? Do you have any information about any of the influences there?
4: Well, you know, the, the Great Salt Lake um, gives us a, a real good clue of what most of Utah was about. It was a shallow inland sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, that existed for millions of years and really the Salt Lake is just the very uh, last piece
2: mm-hmm.
4: of that inland sea that has gradually uh, evaporated and receded over the course of several millions of years
2: now this us for our listeners all over the world explain to them uh, there's a city called Salt Lake City, Utah but explain to them Salt Lakes what are the Salt Lakes well, the there salt are lakes, lake and they're singular,
4: salt. Um Salt Lake is very fairly <laughs> large lake located right out of the Salt Lake City area. Right. Um, that is salt water.
2: A very heavy salt water. Very,
4: very yeah. high concentration of salt. Now, yeah.
2: Before we move on, Paul. And
4: it's and it's because yeah. it's a it, it's a closed system, mm-hmm. in that. Most rivers in the United States, depending on which side of the Continental Divide they're on, they mm-hmm. will either eventually flow into the Pacific Ocean or they will flow into the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. The Bear River in Utah does not flow into an ocean. It empties only into the Salt Lake.
2: So now, that's and that the replenishes the only source
4: of water coming into the Salt Lake. Um And very high concentrations of salts there.
2: Yeah. Now, how does it keep replenishing itself when the rain comes down and it goes, does it absorb down into the ground and then go through a particular type of geological wonder to end up being that salt? Because it is salt.
4: Yeah, oh, no, but, you, you don't want to drink it. The themselves are thousands <laughs> of feet thick. It's okay. a result of millions of years of evaporation there. Okay. Um, I, I don't know that the water <laughs> is very rapidly absorbed into the ground, but <laughs> even though you've got a freshwater river flowing into that salt lake, <laughs> um, it flows across so much salt that it just, you know, it, it maintains that very high salinity level.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, tell us uh, that is a wonder. Uh, now, before I move on, do they do they produce the salt uh, to manufacture the salt, or is there anything they do to use it? Um, as an, an, a benefit to anything, or is it just a salt-like sitting there?
4: No, they, uh, there are limited uses for the salt. Uh-huh. Um, there are some culinary uses of the the salt because uh-huh. it is mixed in with I many like other natural minerals.
1: Okay.
4: Um, and so in a lot of uh, stores in Utah, you can buy table salt that has come from the from salt
2: the salt plants. Oh, my. Um, oh, it's also
4: used, you know, the salt is mined. Um, and used in industrial applications. Okay. Um, So there are some uses for it. Now,
2: let's go um, into our desert. Uh, What type of animals are living in your uh, high desert areas and your uh, ecosystem there?
4: Okay. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, Most of the wildlife here, um, and we have a full, you know, I mean, it ranges from a whole lot of reptiles and, and things like lizards and snakes all the way up to, to large dynamic animals like the desert bighorn sheep. Um, and we kind of have everything in between, but the, the real key to their survival here is they have to have mechanisms um, to avoid the heat. And so a lot of them are, are active only at night. Once the sun has gone down, um, they have to have mechanisms to retain water.
1: Uh-huh.
4: Um, they have to have adapted to living. Uh, if they eat plants for their uh, sustenance, they may in fact have to depend on getting all of their water from the plants they eat rather than from standing water.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
4: so while to the human body it seems like a pretty harsh uh, kind of environment. Um, the wildlife here has done remarkably well in adapting to the conditions that mm. exist.
2: Mm. Now you have uh, sandstone basins that collect the rain.
4: That's correct. We do have what, what we call potholes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are little, you know, pockets of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course uh, the wildlife's very astute at finding those.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and is there anything else? That, oh, you're uh, your park system, um, uh, for the, are there lodges and, and places to stay if people around the world want to come and, and come to Utah and see this ecosystem wonderland? Uh, uh, where would you suggest they fly into, and how would they get to some of the uh, lodges or accommodations to stay?
4: Okay, there aren't lodges within Canyonlands or Arches National Park, but the town of Moab is full of them. Okay. Uh, Moab really serves as kind of the bedroom for these two parks. Okay. Now, there are camping opportunities in okay. the parks, but as far as lodges, one would find those in the town of Moab. <laughs> there is a small airport in Moab with daily air service between Moab, Utah, and Denver, Colorado. Okay. Um, by road, Moab is located about four and a half hours south of Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. so that's another airport that, that people can okay, use. now
2: where would people go to the web to look up uh, what we discussed today, because we've only got one more minute left. A couple of places,
4: <laughs> www.nps.gov slash C-A-N-Y. That will be the Canyonlands National Park homepage. okay. Another web page that kind of talks a little more regional, and this is all one word, www.discovermoab.com.
2: And Moab is M-O-A-B.
4: That's correct.
2: Okay. We enjoyed this, and uh, I cannot believe the wonders of Utah. Uh, It is not only the most beautiful place to fly over the top, but I can't believe what is going on with the ecosystem there. Well, Paul, thank you.
4: My pleasure. You have
2: a wonderful time, a week coming up, and I really appreciate your time, and you tell everyone we said hello.
4: Okay. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Wow, again, can you imagine uh, the nature of this planet? You are going to think positive. I know it with this show. This show is going to bring out an ecosystem of attitude to the positive, focus, Don't think about it once. Don't think about it twice if it's going to be negative. We're going to be environmentally positive for the rest of our lives on this planet and be proactive. I really do believe that Earth has a secret. Embrace your life. And as we learned from Nancy today, embrace somebody else's life too at least once a day. It is a magic. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. Be positive. Be confident. There is a higher plan. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day.
3: You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk.